Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of Above the Fold. Today on our podcast, Sean and I want to address the upcoming 2024 budget proposal here in Walton County, Florida. Recently, Suzanne Harris took out an ad in the uh, Funiac Herald and the Beach Breeze, referencing a 20% increase in the proposed budget for 2024. Additionally, I know... Most of us have been receiving our trim notices for our property taxes in the mail and have been rather taken aback by the increase in property taxes that we're having to pay across this county. Recently as well, Mr. J.B. Hillard and Mr. Art Miller have written editorials to the local paper addressing some of these issues. So Sean and I wanted to take the opportunity here to talk a bit more about what's going on with this 2024 budget some of the historical information in relation to how this budget is being laid out and what historically uh, has been used and prioritized. Um, Just for a little bit of housekeeping here, all the uh, data that we're going to be referring to as we talk on this podcast will be uh, linked on our Above the Fold Facebook page for you to review, but some of the data is from the 2022 Annual Comprehensive Financial Report for Walton County and the Walton County Fiscal Year 2023 Budget and the Walton County Fiscal Year 2024 Budget Proposal, which is the meeting that's coming up on September 11th. I would like to start today by reading, first of all, the letter to the editor uh, that was submitted by Mr. J.B. Hillard on the 30th of August. And I read as follows, quote, I have to wonder sometimes if the Board of County Commissioners is high on Kool-Aid, or they simply don't comprehend what common sense and reality is all about. I guess it depends on any specific issue and how the wind is blowing at the time. We are all aware how their ill-fated 30-year tax increase bit the dust. That one was promoted for roads and bridges, but turned out to be only a part of the promotion. The people caught on and voted thumbs down, then last week, they attempted to take out a $20 million loan, or was it for $40 million, for roads and bridges and whatever else they might want the money for. The money pot has changed over the past year, and higher interest rates caught the interest of Commissioner Anderson. His concerns were picked up by Commissioners Johns and McCormick, and that, one stu- <clears throat> that was enough to stop the idea from moving forward. Commissioner Glidewell pushed hard for the loan, but was outvoted. Originally, the proposal was touted because the county allegedly did not have the money for such things as road and bridges. According to the ordinary citizens who have been researching county records, that may not be the case at all. 
The question is, does the county even know how much they have from all the accounting mumbo-jumbo connected with previous grants and other financing methods? They need to have a serious accounting and bring forth some facts and figures on just how much money there is, if any, to move on current needs for roads and bridges. I'm talking about accountability and transparency for the taxpayers. Now we come to the current fiscal year 23-24 budget that is about to be adopted. They are proposing to cut over $2 million for roads and bridges. That is crazy. It should be the other way around. They should be increasing this fund every year. No wonder the county is falling behind on funding for roads and bridges. Hmm, what's going on here, folks? Are there other pressures on the proposed budget that are contributing factors for cutting the roads and bridges? I really don't know. But taking a look at the sheriff's proposed budget, he is asking for a $14 million increase. Now that's a 17.8% jump and a whopper. It sure stands out if you're a bean counter. Maybe the sheriff needs to join the rest of the taxpayers and deal with just the official inflation figures and hold the line to that level. Some of that $14 million plus could be used for roads and bridges. Now is the time for the BCC and the sheriff to show some fiscal leadership as stewards of common sense public funding. Signed, J.B. Hillard, Defuniac Springs, Florida. You know, ladies and gentlemen, finances in a county are something a lot of people don't often pay much attention to, but we can never forget that it is our tax money that is being spent. Our contributions to funds of this county that set the course for what what quality of living yeah quality of life the, the manner in which we live our lives and for those of us that live here it should matter a little historical uh, information here um, going off of what jb said going back to 2022 they put a one percent tax referendum on the ballot i'm sure we can all remember that it was put forth as necessary crucial pay for roads and it wouldn't be us that paid for it it would be the tourists but people wised up people learn people learned that it wasn't even legal to levy that tax in walton county and it was ultimately defeated at the ballot box resoundingly so 2023 comes around the bcc has a new plan a 40 million dollar loan on taxpayer money to be repaid by taxpayers for the next 30 years for critical transportation infrastructure. Commissioner Glidewell made it very clear that this was life-saving requirements. People were dying on these roads, and we had to consider taking out this loan because there was no other way we could afford it. Well, that got voted down recently by the other three commissioners. So now we have a 2024 budget that's being considered for implementation. And I think it's, it's vital that we take a look at that budget and see how exactly the priorities in this county are playing out. How important is transportation that they wanted to do a 1% tax increase that they wanted to take a $40 million loan out for? So with that, let's, let's go ahead and dive into some um, both historical and current numbers to try and illustrate exactly what the priorities of this county are. Um, I'm going to start off here. <clears throat> property tax. 
As we mentioned earlier, we all got our trim notices, so property tax and the taxes we pay on that property are something that's important and relevant to us right now. From 2022, or excuse me, from 2020 to 2022, the property tax revenue that the county takes in from those taxes increased by 27%. That's an increased budget of $26.6 million just from property taxes for those uh, three years. Going forward, they're estimating the countywide taxable value. Now, this is the assessed value of all the property in Walton County from 2022 to 2024 to increase 32 additional percent from $25.5 billion in assessed value of property to $37.5 billion. That seems to me like we're getting an awful lot of increased revenue from property taxes. Wouldn't you say, Sean? Yeah, um, it's a huge increase from property taxes. Um, and a good portion of the ad valorem property tax portion goes towards the um, general fund, fine and forfeitures, and the transportation fund. And the uh, yeah, in the general, yeah, general, yeah, exactly. General. You, you're right. So, but go ahead. No, no, go ahead. So, historically, uh, since we're talking about the property taxes or ad valorem, I wonder how much of that has been set aside historically for the transportation or road and bridges. Well, looking back from 2013 through 2020 the average percentage of the ad valorem that was set aside for transportation was 9.5%. In 2021, that dropped to 2%. In 2022, it was at 3%. That's a drastic reduction in the portion of that ad valorem or property tax that was dedicated to transportation. As the revenue from property taxes increased dramatically, 27% 27% from 2020 to 22 and estimating another 32% up through 24, the percentage of that revenue dropped from an average of 9.5 down to 2 and 3%. That seems like a deprioritization of transportation and infrastructure, wouldn't, wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. Property taxes are coming from new development, increase in property values, and... Obviously, new development brings more people, and they are appropriating less money towards roads and bridges. It literally makes no sense. And um, on top of it, this year, and I realized the money that they're going to spend on these passenger vehicles comes from the TDC, but it literally makes no sense for a county commissioner to sit there and tell us, the roads are dangerous. We need this money to be able to fix the roads. And then turn around and say, well, we didn't get the uh, sales tax, so we're going to go for a loan or bond for $40 Because, once again, we need it for these roads. Now, the other the last thing Boots said was, I don't want to hear anybody complaining. Okay, so assuming we have a 20% Available funding 
to increase spending from the revenues that would come from the assessment value from the Avalorum, you would think that they would increase the Roads and Bridges Fund, not decrease the Roads and Bridges Fund. So here we have a decrease in something that was so important to Danny to say that it's dangerous, people are dying, and Boots, don't come and complain about a $40 million loan. That's called lack of prioritization. Absolutely. And you mentioned uh, the TDT purchase of bus- buses. They're going to put more vehicles on the road yeah, that's while tr- decreasing the road and bridges fund. Yeah. That's- and they're putting people in, uh, this is going to be, you know, buses. I mean, yeah, 12, 24 passenger F450s and eight 12 passenger micro buses that they're proposing to purchase off this 2024 budget. So we're going to increase traffic volume while decreasing the roads and bridges fund for roads we already know are dangerous and people are dying on. Yeah. And, and you, I think it's also important here. You mentioned that that comes from the TDT, TDT or uh, tourism funds. And that's true. But another thing to consider, I know a lot of people talk about the massive increase in the short-term rentals that are being built, the mega, mega mansions or mega houses, however they're referred to. A lot of the development that's going on in Walton County isn't directly to housing for the year-round residents. Some of it is, certainly, but there's a large percentage of it that is tied up in for-profit tourism um, industry. So the tourism industry, through that means, is part of what is funding this. Um, And they they wanted to say that that 1% tax, the reason I brought it up is they wanted to say that 1% tax was all on the tourism. Well, our property value, the the estimated $37.5 billion in assessed value that they're uh, estimating for 2024, I wonder what percentage of that is directly tried into value based off of the tourism industry. Um, average annual transportation budget. So let's look for a moment here. We mentioned that it dropped from 9.5% of the ad valorem down to 2 and 3% in the last two years. But let's just look at the actual average annual transportation budget. From 2013 to 2022, the average budget was $24.1 million. That's over a 10-year period. In 2023, that budget was $24.7 million, so just a hair above the average over the last 10 years. In 2024, proposed budget, that transportation budget is now $22.7 million for a decrease of minus 8.5%. So they're lowering the transportation budget below the 10, 11-year average of 24.7, or 24.1 million, I'm sorry, down to 22.7 million. At the same time, they're touting this great increase in revenue from this increase in property values and everything else. And they want to increase our annual budget, how how much of the taxpayer money they spend by 20 based on the assessed values of the homes and um, basically the it's 130,000 
or I'm sorry, 130 million. They're expected, which is a 20.4% increase in ad valorem collected from the prior year of 2023. Mm -hmm. Quite frankly, I don't think it's the time to increase a budget based on COVID trending numbers. Because from what I'm looking at, pretty much the tourist, uh, the TDC money, the sales tax, everything stays pretty steady until we hit 2020. And then you're getting 85% increases, you know, uh, the, they're huge. Yeah. For pre from the, the prior, uh, eight years. Yeah. And I know uh, many people have heard that the tourist revenue and the number of tourists in this year in 2023 has been substantially down from previous years. We saw a great surge when Florida was one of the only open in 2020 in it, and it held on for 21 and 22 to some extent. But we're seeing that drop back off. Meanwhile, the property values went up. How much do you think those property values are going to stay up? Do you think they're going to stay up to the tune of 20% additional revenue? A lot of the revenues are have been, over the last 10 years, the trend has been fairly steady until we hit the 2020 time frame of COVID and our revenues increased amongst the board. Um, gasoline taxes, sales taxes, tourist development, bed taxes, other taxes, state revenue sharing, and miscellaneous. Those pretty much stayed across the board. They were, you know, pretty steady, steady. Yeah. And then, um, in 2020, tourist development shot up, sales tax shot up, and, and you know, our property taxes as well. Um, and that, like I said, could be from, that's obviously from developing, adding more homes, which yeah. raises the assessed value yeah. overall. And then um, our property values going up. But right now, and even in their own documents, which they have here, um, it just says preparation of the recommended budget factor in the fo- in the following. Um, this is their. These are the things they factored in. Preliminary tax roll has been released and shows a nineteen percent increase in assessed values. Okay, that's a positive. But then they go on to say sales taxes have remained relatively flat for fiscal year twenty three. With the local government half-cent sales tax distribution from the state of Florida down 1.97% through the first eight months of fiscal year 23. And then they go on to say further, uncertainties regarding inflation, consumer sentiment, and interest rates have been the guiding factors in producing a recommended budget that primarily focusing focuses on maintaining levels of service. Maintaining uh, levels of service to the tune of 20% increase in budget. The levels of service at the golf course, the levels of service acquiring a new employee for uh, Clay's office for public record requests. Um, that's what's that? Yeah, how much? Uh, One hundred seventy-four thousand. Yeah, increase because oh, the county attorney office needs to hire. Guess what, everyone? Another full-time employee for handling freedom of information records requests. Interesting. And the golf course, 
That's a that, m- that they money they do they split kinda. into two separate budget lines: the golf course and the the uh, restaurant or the grill. Both of them are increasing in budget considerably. We don't have Year a revenue sheet out on only an expenditure sheet. Yeah, there's only expenditures, no revenue exactly, but those those budgets are increasing up to twenty four, two point four million or two point six million and. Oh, over 800000 for the grill that proposed in 2024. Um, comes out to around $3.5 million, I believe. Annual budget proposed. It's these things. Oh, and the, uh, I'm sorry, one other point that I remember here. The parks, parks and recreation or the uh, maintenance uh, requested additional employees, and they are recommending they do not get them uh, in the budget. Uh, no, no more employees to help keep up the parks, but let's let's pop some more people in at the golf course and uh, raise their their budget uh, substantially as the years go by. That that money sink just keeps getting bigger and bigger. So, how what are the priorities of the elected BCC members? Are the priorities what they say they are? or the priorities, what they actually budget. Commissioner Glidewell would tell you how critical this infrastructure is, so critical that it's highly disappointing that we didn't pass a tax. We absolutely must take out a $40 million loan because these, these roads, they have to be fixed. Yet when you actually look at the budget, it's deprioritized. Double thought. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Sometimes I honestly think they, their expectation is that we'll complain and we'll be vocal about the condition of the roads, etc. But when push comes to shove, we won't actually look. We won't actually educate ourselves. We won't ask the hard questions and hold those questions to them for answer and responsibility. Do we, the citizens of Walton County, agree with the priorities as represented by the BCC for the current and future budget that determines how our tax money, our revenue that we give to them as stewards of that tax money as elected officials, do we agree with what they're doing? I say with the current economical climate, Uh, it's time to tighten your belt. And some of the, I'm looking through here and there's some things that can be um, reduced. Reduced, yeah. Absolutely. And another consideration, so they're they're counting on this increase in revenue from the property assessments and thus increased revenue from property taxes. But that's assuming that they keep the ad valorem where it is. Many counties out there and people who run budgets would say, hey, if we keep our budget steady, but the assessed value of the property goes up, we could actually reduce the ad valorem. We could reduce it down from that 3.636 that it currently sits at, give relief to the citizens of Walton County while maintaining the same amount of income from the property taxes. Oh, but no. If we keep it where it is, we get a windfall of more money. 
millions and millions of more dollars, enough that we can propose a 20% increase in our spending year over year to the 2024 budget, $20 million. Well, we had an opportunity during COVID with a lot of grant money coming in, and that's a whole other subject that, I don't know, Danny just felt like just giving it away to Defuniac for an airport because that's really important. You know, the developers need some place to land, right? While they get away with zero proportionate fair share, no concurrency or mobility fees. That's all good, Danny. I'm really glad. Absolutely. Uh, I just think that if you have a problem with paying taxes and you don't like the whole socialism uh, <laughs> thing going on here, well, then you need to be at this meeting yeah. and you need to tell them because otherwise your taxes are going to go up a lot. That's right. If we, if, if we don't have our voices heard, if we don't speak up and we concede the power and all the decisions and prioritization of our money to the BCC, we're basically electing socialism. We show up at the ballot box and then walk away and turn our back. And uh, we're in a bad position to criticize if we do that. There's a second letter to the editor from Mr. Art Miller that I did want to read here. He sent this in as well to the Defuniac Herald and the uh, the Beach Breeze. And I read as follows, quote, Walton County looked at the possibility of spending $66 million on road improvement projects over the next few years. They hired a financial consultant to recommend ways to fund projects, since tourism and sales taxes are down. The consultant proposed, presented sorry, two options, borrow money from a bank or issue bonds. Given that interest rates have risen sharply, it's a bad time to look for money. The consultant was hired to advise how to borrow money, not should the county borrow. Three of the four commissioners decided borrowing up to $40 million would be unwise. Unlike politicians who love to spend other people's money, Commissioners Anderson, Johns, and McCormick voted not to burden future commissioners and taxpayers with debt. Glidewell was all for spending money the county doesn't have. Borrowing money would cost the county about $1.5 million a year in principal and interest, with interest being about 50% of that annual payment the first few years. The county has money, perhaps 35 to $40 million to fund road projects. Finding grant money to fund a few projects is another option. What happened that led to this financial crisis? Excuse me. Tourism grew dramatically in recent years. More than twice as many visitors came in 2022 than in 2016. Real estate prices soared. Ad valerum taxes rose. Bed tax more than doubled, sales tax increased, building permits were plentiful, and as they say in New Orleans, and I apologize for my pronunciation, laissez les bontés roller, or (laughs) let the good times roll. (laughs) While money was rolling in, commissioners must have thought good times last forever. Not enough was done about traffic congestion, limiting development, increasing visitor parking, investing in bridges and roads, and improving code enforcement. They granted needless tax breaks to businesses in Mossy Head, tolerated weak economic development efforts throughout the county, and wasted $7 million in, on legal fees for customary use. They gave away $5.5 million to upgrade the useless Defuniac Springs Airport. 
Commissioner Glidewell pushed for salary increases for all county employees, which favored the higher-paid employees. An experienced county administrator and two assistant county administrators were forced out. The county attorney was reassigned. Glidewell, along with former Commissioner Mike Barker, voted to fire an assistant county attorney. She sued, in turn, for wrongful termination, and earlier this month the case was settled by mediation and she was awarded $225,000. Bad leadership leads to bad results. During COVID, South Walton prospered because it was open for business, while many other tourist destinations were not. Now, frustration with overcrowding, road congestion, lack of parking, plus a shaky economy may be causing some vacationers to look elsewhere. Because about 85% of Walton County's economic economy depends on tourism, that makes for hard times. By choosing not to borrow, three commissioners made a wise decision. Glidewell, as usual, didn't. Fortunately, he has become a minority of one. A major financial challenge still exists. Tourism and tax revenues are down and are likely to stay down. The proposed 2024 county budget calls for a 19% increase in spending. If spending increases by 19%, taxes will have to go up. Voters need to get involved and let commissioners know how they want the county to handle its finances. Signed, Art Miller, Miramar Beach. I really appreciate that uh, people like J.B. Hillard and Art Miller are writing in uh, to the paper and expressing their opinions. We all need to be engaged and take ownership of our tax money and hold those we elect and put in office responsible to those they work for, the citizens of Walton County. And this is our way of giving back to the community because we haven't been involved in the previous years because you were in the military traveling <laughs> around. So we really didn't get involved in local politics. But now we own a home and settle down in Defuniac. And it's important to us. We don't want to be. You know, we finally have the taken advantage of by our local government. Absolutely. You're so much calmer than me. <laughs> calm on the outside not on the inside no we, I mean, we, we've settled down we've put down roots here we've become part of this community and the success of the community and our fellow citizens is important to us and so we wanted to try and be part of encouraging involvement and encouraging solutions for our fellow citizens and ourselves um as we work to make Walton County a better place. Uh, again, please uh, reference the documents that we used uh, for this that will be posted on the Above the Fold Facebook page, uh, which will be linked when we share this online. And we look forward to talking to you again in the future. Thank you. Very much.